Welcome everyone to episode 21 of Rules of the Arena. This episode is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios, where you can find this show and others such as Department of Fence, Homebrew Bound, and Soundwave, along with Legends of Lothos. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by Duck Hill Workshop, a small-scale sawmill uh, and builders of fine furniture, which you can find online at duckhillworkshop.com and Duck Hill Workshop on YouTube, where you can watch their series in the shop with Ben and Glenn, and make sure to follow their work on Instagram at Duck, Duck Hill Workshop. <laughs> I'm honestly... I'm honestly kind of bummed that uh, Ben isn't here this week because I was going to ask him about his new vice. I've been watching this entire thing <laughs> on, on like Duck Hill Workshop about his new vice. Like, there's an unboxing video. There was an installation video. I think it might be his new wife. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure, but well, it's beautiful. At least this one's not from Iowa. <laughs> I, w- I didn't say it, but I agree with it. <laughs> She's not in the room, so I can say that. <laughs> Uh, this week, we're sitting down with local members of Bikers Against Child Abuse, the Great Rivers chapter. Thank you all for coming down. Uh, just start real quick down here on the end. If you just want to introduce yourself and just tell how long you've been a member of the organization. My name is Tumbleweed. I've been a member of the organization since 2014. Ginger Snap, 2014. And I'm Lionheart, 2014 also. Spunky, 2015. Bull, I've been a member for eight years. Jim, since 2017. Sunshine, um, I've been a member for five years, and I'm from Iowa. <laughs> Casey. Way to fuck up. <laughs> it's okay. People from Iowa can't read, so it's fine. Okay, I was born in Iowa. <laughs> Let me just say I was born in Iowa, not from Iowa. And I am Phoenix, 2017. I'm having Carlos this year's over here. It's cutting in and out. You're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Just You don't worry about it. I'll worry about it. Uh, And for the listeners that haven't heard of Baca before, what exactly is your organization? Want to step in? Can I... uh, I'll start off with reading our mission statement. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. I'm going to read our mission statement. This basically explains who we are. All right. Bikers Against Child Abuse, Baca, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established united organization. We work in conjunction with local and state officials who are already in place to protect children. We desire to send a clear message to all involved with the abused child that this child is part of our organization and that we are prepared to lend our physical and emotional support to them by affiliation and our physical presence. We stand at the ready to shield these children (coughs) from further abuse. We do not condone the use of violence or physical force in any manner. However, if circumstances arise such that we are the only obstacle preventing a child from further abuse, we stand ready to be that obstacle. So, yeah. In layman's terms. In layman's terms. We're basically a body of bikers, organizational bikers that uh, have big hearts and care for children. And... What we do is, like it says there, is empower them children to stand up and get a voice back. Um, We deal with all sorts of different abuse, whether it's physical, emotional, sexual, every different kind of abuse, but most of them push down so much where they don't speak, don't talk up. We give them that empowerment by having a big group of bikers stand behind them and say, you can talk anytime you want, so. 
It, when and where was this organization started? Uh, Provo, Utah, 1995. And how far have you reached out since, uh, you know, obviously we're here, Western yeah. Wisconsin, Minnesota area. I mean, yeah. Where else are you operating? The growth is huge, mainly in the last 10 years has exploded. I mean, we have 16 different countries, pretty much all 50 states, 47 of them with patch chapters as Great Rivers is, and three of them with some forming efforts. So, And... It's uh, what other countries are you operating outside the United States? Um, yeah, she gave me a list here. <laughs> I don't. Well, I know we're in all the provinces of Canada, Australia, Belgium, uh, Germany, Spain, France, Greece, Iceland, Italy, Netherlands, New Zealand, Australia, Switzerland, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. And I know there's some forming effort happening in uh, actually Mexico too. Uh, just kind of a random question there. Are you guys in Newfoundland? Newfoundland, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> There's a lot of fun land over there. And it's, it's a pretty neat. province of Canada, not a country, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I said province, and everybody else said country. Yeah, we yeah. figured that out. I was out. vindicated, damn it. <laughs> We're in Canada. Yeah. And something I like that our international president said, we have international conferences with where we get to meet Baca people from all over the world. And our president said that Baca is a worldwide organization of bikers who are dedicated to breaking the chains of child abuse. So that puts it in layman's terms a little bit because we're all volunteers and we're all bikers. Now, what does that look like for organization? I mean, does your the international headquarters, would you call it? No, we don't no. really have a headquarters, just chapters. So. Let's say we have, I don't know what the chapter count is right now, 250 or 300 different chapters. 300. Um, everyone gets positions like any other organization. Um, we have a continental division, international division, kind of keeps everything in check as far as we run under one mission, and this is the only mission. This mission was written in back in 94 and 95, and it hasn't changed since that day. And it's someone and, farther up that, you know, they take care of the, you know, we're going to, everyone's going to meet at this place yep. I mean does yep. that change or do you no, only have those in the United States or do you go to the other countries um, actually they had now that it's kind of getting a kind of no no we're not going to be doing our international it's going to be kind of divided into regions since we're growing so much now it's different regions so we'll have region meetings which uh, the continental boards and different things like that will sit on those but yes they had uh, basically what they call their state they'll pull states together they have meetings in a regional you know, like uh, Wisconsin, I think we're region five. You know, the United States are split up with Canada, and I think there's seven different regions. And, and then it goes to countries, basically, that run their their own show. They have their own uh, international-type board put in place. Could you, in theory, if, you know, Australia is throwing a meeting together, do they? Yep. is there, like, an open invite? Everybody Absolutely. Can yes. Everybody Absolutely. from Bach is invited to every event. <laughs> Italy so. just had one not too long ago, and we were all invited to go to that. So... Yep. And everyone that's a cleared supporter or member of BACA would be invited to that. Now, you, you mentioned in your mission statement, you know, you're working with kids. I mean, now, if a family's going through something, uh, do they reach out to you or is there someone within the organization that kind of keeps tabs on here's a legal case going on? Maybe we should reach out. Um, we have, you know, local CPS, Child Protect, they'll reach out, victim witness, different things like that. We've booked built a good rapport with the court systems in the area, basically in the six county area around us, you know, which is Polk, Pierce, St. Croix, um, Dunn, and 
the surrounding area, Washington County. Okay. Um, they know us pretty well, so uh, we'll get <laughs> referrals from them. Otherwise, it's just we do a lot of awareness. We're out on our bikes a lot. People ask questions. We hand out these trifolds, and there is a hotline number that they call. Um, we don't reach out to any anybody. Everything comes into our hotline number and goes from there. Sure. So, and you mentioned you're volunteering doing this. I mean, yep. how much of a time commitment are you putting in? It's a, <laughs> it depends on on the member. Um, we have an eighty percent percentage first year. You have to maintain eighty percent, which is all all our mandatory meetings. What we call level ones when we bring a child into the family. Um, the board can also make court appearances mandatory within a, one or two of them a year. And then your monthly meetings. So that's the mandatory or the minimum that you can make in the first year. And then once you become a patch member, that stays at 80%. But we also, in the state of Wisconsin, have voted in. If you want to become a supporter, you can maintain 60%. And it's definitely a lot of hours. You know, I've been doing this five years. I started the Great Rivers chapter. And I've, you know, there's some weeks you'll put 40 hours a week into this, you know, meeting and um, different agencies and stuff like this and just getting the word out to let them know we're a free resource for kids so what uh, so you, you mentioned bringing a, a, somebody into the family so what does that look like like when you when you're contacted like so first thing that goes I'll put sunshine on that she's our child liaison so basically everyone in this room I'll just go around real quick has jobs so I just want to point that out we're we all put to pretty much put to work when you come in once you have enough people but you have your five board members which is secretary vp president security officer and the p you know the president so like in this room we have our agency liaison which is phoenix right there she does which, a lot of our stuff with i'd just like to say thank you for putting up with my emails and messages for the last what three months or so to organize this well thanks for putting up with me too. no i understand yeah. what you're going through i deal with gordon on a daily shut up <laughs> <laughs> and then Sunshine's our child liaison. That's where I'll let she'll answer this question, but I just want to go around the room real quick. Gemma's actually our uh, treasurer. She does all the books and merchandise. Um, we have like some of the hoodies you see. We we asked for donations on a few different t-shirts and things like that. If you guys that, are watching live on twitch.tv slash rules of the arena. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> then Bo, he's our longest time member. Um, he does a lot for us. Spunky, she just stepped on as our secretary, but it's been a huge asset. They got me, I'm the president. Pain in the ass. Yep. Um, Can you say that again? <laughs> no, no, we, we love him to death. He's, he's awesome at what he does. And I'll, I'll get you guys all the clip of that for your uh, cell phone. Thank you. <laughs> Ginger Snap is our events committee. Um, she takes care of all the events. As you see, we got a flyer here. We'll probably let you know about that in a minute. Um, Tumbleweed's our VP. But back to the original question on how we take a child into our family and be, do that level one. Sunshine's going to explain how that all goes down for you. So we do presentations for agencies that are already put in place to help children, um, usually abused children, which is the uh, victims witness people that work in the DA's office, um, Child Protective Services, Sheriff Departments. Um, all kinds of agencies like that and we give them these trifolds and on the back of these trifolds is our 800 number and um, a lot of times they'll say you know we can't be there to protect you 24 7 but maybe these people can help you and they'll give this to the family 
it's up to the family to call us. And these also we do awarenesses in public, and so these are posted all over and in the public's hands. They will call this 800 number, and I answer it. And um, first, first and foremost, I'll say, you know, tell me your story. And while they're talking to me and telling me their story, I'm filling out a form. And there's, you know, the first and most important thing is, is it a legal guardian of the child that's calling me? Um, and if it's not, I'll let them vent, and then I'll tell them, you know, please have mom call me or dad call me. And the most important thing with Bikers Against Child Abuse is that it has to be a legal guardian of the child, not stepmom, not grandma, not neighbor. Um, it has to be the legal guardian. And um, also it has to be either a abuse that's been reported or um, a, an abuse that is an active court case. And that's only because we are worldwide now that within the BACA organization, we have policies and procedures, we have rules, we have bylaws, and we follow all of those. So we're not just gonna go take in any case where someone is accusing someone of abuse when it's not true. So I make sure that it's a valid case and I bring it to my executive board and say, I have researched this, it's a valid case, this child is being abused by an adult, not a juvenile, and I wanna take this case and I get permission from the board and then we move forward from that point. And taking a child in is what we call a level one, and we go uh, to the home, and we actually welcome that child into our family, which is um, not just a couple of us showing up, but the entire chapter shows up on motorcycles, gives them a cut, and there's a little uh, um, presentation we give with a baka teddy bear, a baka blanket, and it's the first step in empowering that child. Another important thing is that I go to this home and do an intake and make sure that it is a case that falls into our mission because uh, we have to be very careful of the cases that we take that uh, we can't empower a child not to be afraid of the world they live in when they're living in the home with the predator. So typically the cases we take, the predator's either in jail or mom's getting divorced and they don't live there anymore. We can't say, don't be afraid of the monster, don't be afraid of the monster, and then send them home with that monster. So, you know, we have to be very careful of what we take because um, we are so big and we follow the rules and regulations. Every single chapter within this organization follows the rules and regulations and keeps in the scope of BACA and within the mission, and that is the child liaison's job to do that. And um, and we do it, and we do it well. For anyone not listening, can you explain what the cut is? Yes. It's that, the, that doesn't know, you know, yes. isn't in the lingo. It is yeah. the black leather vest or, you know, um, in, in the really hot states. Sometimes they will have a denim blue jean vest. Um, but in the motorcycle world or the MC world, it is called a cut. Um, and, um, <coughs> you know, every chapter does a little differently, but we have big, Bucket blankets. We have little teddy bears, and um, at the level one, we present these items, and they're not gifts. We're not Santa. We're not um, the Easter Bunny, but they all have meaning. The bear is. We might pass it around, and we all hug it and say, "This is forever hugs." If you need a hug, take it from this bear. This vest makes you part of our family. It's symbolism. And um, the blanket, if you're scared or you need to feel secure, you wrap yourself in this blanket and it'll keep you safe. It all has a meaning. It's not just a gift. It's, it has meaning behind it and it gives the child power and it makes them feel safe. And um, it's part of what we do in 
giving the it's the first step in giving the child back their power of not feeling afraid anymore. And looking at everybody's vest, it seems very uniform as where your patches are going. Is that set by chapter, or was that kind of when the organization was started? This is how we're going to do this. No, there's there's no real. I mean, there is to a extent, and chapters follow what. Yeah, the way it's set, we all follow. You know how we put our this patch on and that. There's only basically one rule. The front of the cut is basically the members. They can do what they want with it. The back of it, the only thing allowed on the back is our back our back patch. And then uh, No Child Deserves to Live in Fear rocker, rocker. which is on the bottom. Um, and then the potato patch, which we call this. That's different chapters all over. It's either on the right or the left. Um, it, it's really not the front, I would say, is not... You know, a uniform of any kind, but the back is. You'll always see. Doesn't matter what state, country, wherever you're at, the back patch is always going to be placed the same spot, location on the back, along with the rocker. So. And for a different question too, those back patches have to be earned. They're not just given out. <laughs> yeah, those. Right. Is that more? You know, you've been in the organization for X amount of time. A kind? minimum of one year. And it's training, 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 training. You have to earn it. It, this training is it done by the chapter or do you have outside sources that you go through yeah, for right. this at this time it's outside sources we do what we call webinars i'm sure a lot of people are familiar with that if they're podcasting <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah we do webinars trainers from uh, our international trainers have picked a committee of trainers that any of us eventually can be doing that the goal is definitely here in the state of wisconsin minnesota that we'll be to that point and start getting certified trainers so we can do training in-house um the state is fairly new i wouldn't say new it's been about around in this state for about 10 11 years but it's only been one chapter now we're up to seven so we're getting to that part where we'll hopefully have state meetings do our own in-house training make it a stronger network and not have to reach out so far to get help do you so. need to have a degree or any prior experience in uh, order to become a trainer then? no not to well i'm sure they're looking for it it's pretty uh i know bulls went through some of the training um they make sure you're the right person for the right job not anybody's jump, jumping into it a little and, bit of a vetting process is in place yeah there's already. a vetting process definitely not anyone's going to be a trainer you know and it's teaching us about the baca policies policies and procedures but also how to work with these abused children and it's keeping a every chapter in every state and every uh, country on the same straight and narrow so we're all doing things the same way and so that we're not just a bunch of dumb bikers <laughs> but it's a lot of counseling things we're on the same eye level as these children we don't we're not standing over them we're on the same level you know um agencies that come and watch us do these level ones are like we're really impressed of how you guys are doing this and you're not just a bunch of dump bikers you really know what you're doing and that's baka's goal is that we are in fact helping the children and not um we're empowering them not enabling them so another thing about what we do as well is every single every single one of us is uh, we have to go through an NCIC criminal background check um, to make sure that we can pursue what we're going, our ultimate goal is, you know, to knock out child abuse, break the chains. So that's one of the other things that we do to ensure that. But after you do your NCIC criminal background check, then you have to go through a lot of training before you even have any contact with a child. You know, so we make sure that each person that wants to join the organization is is the proper fit for doing what we do 
So is your training strictly webinars or is it a lot of like classroom work or uh, do you guys do some hands-on stuff? Yeah, we do hands-on stuff. Uh, you know, there's some different things that we do hands-on and then also our international convention that was always filled with training. Um, blocks of training you do like three a day that was mainly what the reason of getting together for that international training or international convention but it was mainly a training you know that's why we went there and they'll keep continuing to do that if anything ever changes which it does a little bit here and there um, they'll have a training set up we've been to Arizona different places like that wherever it's necessary we send the right people down there in order to do those trainings and bring that information back and share it with the rest of the chapter so keep on top of all of it. So you mentioned you were working closely with like county professionals mm-hmm. um, in the in the like I guess the sixth county area. Yeah. Uh, are you guys a recognized state organization or? No, we don't want to be recognized as state. It's one thing we have is Wisconsin on our back patch, but we're in Minnesota as much as we are in Wisconsin. Okay, well, I, well as far as yeah. you know, and that goes along with the whole Bakken Nation. Um, like you said, if we could have a what we call level one, bringing child in the family, we'll have people from Minnesota, Iowa, North Dakota, South Dakota, even maybe someone from Texas that's up here visiting their mother or something in Minneapolis might show up at one of our level ones. Okay. Um, you know, we go through the chains if that happens, that the president sends a letter to the other presidents, lets them know I got a guy coming and he's good. And we don't just let anyone show up when we're going to deal with kids. But yeah. We, you know, it can be anybody. So, so at the national level, so if if you if somebody is coming up here and they're visiting yep. family or whatever, and they end up in a situation where they need to involve Baca, um, and then they're going back home, you can contact the president of an organization down there and talk to them. Absolutely, and the one great thing, the Baca organization was do- donated Microsoft Office uh, three hundred and sixty five. So we have, that's our channel. We all communicate with everyone nationwide. Oh, nice. Okay. So when we, when I send an email, I can send an email to the whole nation. I mean, not that, don't be that guy, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you guys seen this really cool meme? (laughs) (laughs) But we have, we have have that option to do that and reach out. I mean, there's a, just real quick on an incident. We had down in Arizona, child needed some help. They threw out basically that email to the whole nation and uh, we needed help in a court case down there and I think we had three, 400 people. This was on a Sunday. I was out ice fishing on Mille Lacs, got the email and ended up in Arizona Monday morning and I was there for that kid in court and there was about 500, four, 500 oh, of us yep. in a Walmart parking lot that morning there to support <laughs> that child. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's all about. We're, that's we all volunteer, but we sacrifice a lot also in our lives to do this. So. There's a reason we say one baka. It's mm-hmm. literally one baka. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I remember, oh god, not too long ago, um, Hudson was having some issues with illegal biker groups. Yeah, and they banned uh, how they word it. Um, Colors, I think, is what how the law was written. Yeah. And my buddy, he's in the Harley Davidson group based out of uh, New Richmond area. Yeah. And they had to watch how many of them rode together with the same patch. I mean, how do you? Can you work with the local mi- mis- municipalities? Municipalities. Yeah, Words are important. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's just a word I could. But they're make. hard. I've uh, <laughs> actually not. We haven't had that issue. So if, if it comes, we we were with the local law enforcement all the time. 
we we do a national night out with them. They know who we are. You know, we do events like the Polar Plant, different things where we're with them all the time. We do presentations for them also. Yeah, this um, last weekend you did the Polar Plunge, yeah. was it? Yeah. Yeah. Or plunge. the River River Plunge. River Dunk. River Dunk. Sorry. River Dunk. I'm sorry. That calls, yep. That sounds cold as shit. <laughs> it was cold. Well, yeah. <laughs> I do it every Depends year, and I don't know why. I, I didn't have anything to do with jumping in the water, but I was there. So yeah, my, my I got old, a beer in my hand watching you guys. We're good. <laughs> my old boss tried to rope me into that. It's like, hey, you know, I've been through the ice four times. I'm not going for number five anytime soon. Yeah. But we'll see. I guess if that happens, I haven't been aware of that, and I didn't know that. But uh, I'll definitely reach yeah, out. Yeah, and, and I, ask. I had no idea until he brought it up yep. one day because, again, he like I but, said, he's part of that group. Um, we here. That's one thing too. When we go to these level ones or come to this child's home, we we let lock or local law enforcement know before we pull up. We learned our lesson when we first started that if you pull into a neighborhood with 50 bikes, that the police <laughs> will show up there anyway. And that's actually so. how I first learned about Baca yep. many, many years ago. Is an article on, uh, I believe, The Chive via yep. Facebook. And uh, it was down in Arizona, and they talked about how 50 bikers have showed up and were hanging out with this kid out in the driving way. Yep. Dri- out in the driveway, excuse me, not driving range. And said driving uh, way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and... And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And that's when I first saw everything. And Bull and I have met through our careers and everything. He's the one that put the bug in my ear about getting you guys down here. Yeah. And so for as far as recruitment goes, I mean, how does... Can somebody just come in and fill out an application, or do they have to reach out to the organization? So, yeah, so the way that works is you come to two meetings. Anybody, the, All our meetings are open to the public, so if people are listening, you want to see a little more, you're more than welcome to come up. YMCA, second Sunday of the month in Hudson at 530. Um, just show uh, just, up. Just a quick interject here. If they're not in this area, because podcasts are worldwide, Doesn't um, matter. No, uh, oh. where, where can they go to find where their local meeting is? That Baca would be... World. Dot org. Bacaworld.org. And then you can select chapters okay. from yep. there. You can find a chapter that's close to wherever you are. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. If you The way it's set up now, it's got a huge map on it, and you just click on there, a little dot next to your state or city or wherever you live, and it'll give you the directions and the meeting time and right. location. Yeah, so it's really B-A-C-A.org. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Bacaworld. Or Bacaworld. Okay. B-A-C-A-World.org. And as soon as you type in B-A-C, you're going to get 65,000 different links to... So you'll get there. You'll get there. So... But yeah, they they just show up at a meeting. Our policy is it's I know it is different a little bit around the country, and um, you show up to two of our meetings, then you'll sit with our executive board to see if you know we think you're a fit. We're not going to waste time if we don't think you're a fit, um, you know. But we come from all backgrounds: lawyers, doctors, you know, construction workers, whatever it may be, um, house moms to whatever. But if you sit in the board, basically, we, if you're basically if we don't hear anything in the word "kid" coming out of your mouth, that's my clue. You can move on. It's we're not here to ride around with as a motorcycle group. Um, Hog does a real good job of that. If you want to go ride and go go with them, um, but if you're really here to help empower kids, this is where you come and just show up, do two meetings, and we'll do an NCIC background check. You'll do your training for a minimum of a year. <laughs> And then you might be able to be a primary to a child. So now with that minimum first year, uh, no. say somebody joins in another state, level, uh, 
West Coast. Yep. And they got a promotion through work and they got to come out here. Yep. Does that time with you transfer over or it, does that reset the clock? It can. It Basically, the two chapters are going to communicate with each other. Um, security officer will send a letter also along with the president, giving information on that person, give them their background check, let them know that they passed the background check. Here, here it is. Here's what's on his record. So he's clear. And then it's up to the other, the representing chapter to decide where they think he's at. And they'll ask enough questions to find out. So I can say yes and I can say no. There might be a chapter that's like, we don't know who you are and we want you to ride with us for a year before we're going to let you do it. Well, and it seems like riding with you for a year is a very small price to yeah. pay to like, just vet somebody who's dealing with a child. Yeah. People that are here for the right reasons. They don't care. They don't care if they got to ride for two years before they. Exactly. Yeah, they don't care. If you're and here the, for the right reason, that's that's, that's, that's a good way to vet people out too. Like, yeah. yeah. And at that year, that's just minimum. Most of them, you ain't getting your patch on your twelfth. If and if you're asking for it on your birthday of the day that you actually got your NCIC check, which is kind of how we go by, um, then we know there's problems there. So. We got a rule of thumb. It's not about the patch. Yeah, we got a rule of thumb. If you're asking for a patch, you're probably not going to get it. Yeah. So. That makes sense. <laughs> we're not here about this patch isn't <laughs> anything to do. I mean, it's it shows our United Nation and all that, and but it's it's not anything to do with the kid. I mean, it means you can be a primary to a child, and that's it. Yeah. It's We rode for years. And it, so uh, as a primary to a child, what does that mean specifically? So at that level one that we were talking about, we pull up, welcome in the family. Two people are given our primaries to that child, which are points of contact, which okay. PLC. Um, those are the two that they can talk to 24-7. Um, they're given the phone numbers too. They're the ones that go back and visit with them every couple of weeks. You know, the level one's the start of the empowerment process. The two primaries take over, get to know them, and let them know that that this group is here behind you. We don't show up at that kid's house with 25 people every two weeks. We couldn't do that. So two people get to be their source, bond, get that relationship going, and then when the tough times come, like court or anything like that, that's when we bring the rest of us. So your your chapter has been around for, you said, five, six years? Yep. Um, and I'm guessing BACA as an organization has been along longer have yep. you seen children who have benefited from baka join baka like is, is that <laughs> is that a thing that's kind of happened or they've yep. started their own chapters or yeah it's i mean i personally as far as i've seen the baka children join but not the actual one that like started a chapter or something like okay, that but there's right. a lot of them we, we have a story with us right here that's <clears throat> She can tell you real quick on that note, but yeah, it's happening all over okay. the Baca Nation. If you want to tell your story a little bit, Spunk. Well, I'm a Baca mom. Come forward. Get closer, Spunk. You got to about Baca eat the mic. And I originally yeah, um, you pull, just pull that forward for. Her. I originally found out about Baca in court while I was dealing with a court case for one of my children, so I needed their services at one point in time, and I just physically seen the change in my child. You know, with Baca being around and the empowerment and how that child went from being afraid and not wanting anybody to know to not caring who knew because his new family was bigger and better than than anybody else. And I waited until everything was done and took my cool off period and <coughs> knew the day I seen the change that I was going to end up joining Baca. Okay. 
So. That's awesome. Yeah. Sure. And then, and then this girl, she wasn't a motorcyclist or anything. We've trained her. We've got her. She's more the bicyclist. Like, I'm gonna... so, I mean, just to see that, that's what we're, and her is a perfect example. Of that's what we're looking for. You know, some of them might come. If you came and you have this, you know, desire to help children, empower children in this way, and, you know, you're just a weekend rider or whatever. We don't give a shit. We'll help out in that way. As long as you ride, you have to ride or have a backseat sponsor. You know, that's so she got her motorcycle mission. license, yeah. saved up, bought her own motorcycle, rode with us, and became to sit on our executive board because she saw her own child take his power back, and that's wow. amazing. It was, it but was we actually, do have kids that invite us to their military training. Uh, in Baca overall invite us to their weddings um, and there's actually a, a, a survey that was taken that shows that kids that are involved in Baca are not just become regular members of society and don't abuse their own kids but are, are a certain percentage more likely to testify and and, and break the chains of abuse and um, we, we, we see it happen. We see it happen with our own eyes, you know? It's incredible. Mm -hmm. uh, to lighten the mood just a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> uh, ah. I, I have to ask, uh, so the Italian members of Baca, do they ride mopeds or? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually no. I've seen some. I met a lot of them in uh, our international conference. Right. And, yeah, I've seen some of their bikes. They're little, some different ones. Little, little they, sit they got some real bikes, too, though. I got one of their shirts on right now. <laughs> Just <laughs> riding little mopeds around Rome. <laughs> Not in our chapter. That's all. Not in our chapter. It's like I can't show up with my little twenty cc thing. Uh, like. no. Just throw a toe chain. If it won't it. do eighty. <laughs> Leave it at home. Well, but age is not safe, you know. <laughs> so you oh. mentioned uh, that they have to ride. Now, what if, under the circumstance, say somebody's in an accident and they lose an arm or leg and they're no longer legally allowed to ride a motorcycle, <coughs> can they still somehow be a member or, you know, you said supporter of the other organization? Yeah, in that, in that way, to be honest, um, it'd be case by case through the board. If they were a biker at one time, I would maybe we the board might have some discussion on it. If it's someone that's wounded and just that was never their interest to begin with, so they don't know the background of biker community of it at all, I don't know if I'd maybe. Like I said, we'd have to look at it the situation. But, the, but if you were already in it, case. if you were already in it and something like that happened, that's a different story. And, if you're just deciding, that's you know. 40s and midlife crisis that all of a sudden you're now you're gonna join a biker you know organization and try to go help kids and I don't know we'll we to. all saw wild hogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly why we gotta have this <laughs> right no if you're a woman and you don't ride but your husband's the road captain or the VP or whatever and you then your husband or even a friend whatever could be your seat sponsor yes then you could ride on the back of his bike all the time. Then you can be in Baca and just be on the back seat all the time. Yeah, that's what a seat and sponsor we've, is. We've had we've had people in the organization that that have had a seat sponsor and have been involved with us. The, and the the main thing is is the way we empower these children is the motorcycle. Yes. So on this level one, we give this you know five year old, six year old the option to pick out a motorcycle and go for a ride. That's where you see the empowerment come. 
like when we do this in the winter, which sucks in Wisconsin, um, we try to ride as long as possible. There's, you know, I've years where I've dead level ones in December, January, February <laughs> on a motorcycle. But as you can see this year, it's not going to happen. You guys switch to sleds at any yeah. point? <laughs> well, that's, like that's what I'd love to. If I get one out in the rural area, I'd be doing that. Uh, but, um, yeah, just so then, it, then it's then it's just soccer, right? Like sledders, <laughs> yeah, soccer, snowmobiles. Yeah, we, but, we have ridden. We have ridden in December. Yeah, but we will go back. Well, the a child, couple years ago, it's beautiful. The children that don't get a ride that we do in the winter, they get a ride in the spring first thing as soon as we can get them on it, and that's that's where the thing is and. We never want to bring a car to a level one. That's not what it's about. So that's why I say it's that important that when we pull up, it's, you know, we're lying in the street in front of your house with a bunch of bikes. You know, I I don't need a, I don't need a bunch of minivans or, you know. (laughs) You're getting the cops called on you. That's important. Right. No, but sometimes (laughs) we have the cops come. Well, I I know they already know, but you you still have Doris next door dialing like, there's a bunch of people over here. I don't know. Usually looking over the fence. Yeah. Usually our security officer will get a count. They'll call back once in a while and say, yeah, we had 15 calls that you guys were in the neighborhood. Yeah. And And we told them, don't worry about it. And sometimes we've had cases where they come just to watch. They take pictures with us and put it on their Facebook page. <laughs> right? Yeah. Free advertising. They just want to watch. Yeah. Well, so, at this we've point, had I law mean, enforcement agencies come and take pictures with us and sit on the bikes. Yeah. Like, As you say, at this point, I mean, you've been the organization Bach has been around long enough. I mean, does local law, law enforcement at this point recognize you, even if you might not have a chapter in that area? I mean, is it a fairly um, well? Yeah, well I think it's it's pretty like, for example, me and Bo, I don't know where the hell were we in Wisconsin that, you know, we're just riding. We pull into a gas station and she knew of who we were. It wasn't a chapter in this area at the time. And uh, just sat and talked with her, gave her more information. She had a little background of us and heard of the name Baca and, you know, a little bit, maybe a YouTube video here or there, and just got super interested. And we started sharing information, and I'm sure she's a big advocate at this point. You know? Do you guys see a lot of, like, Leos or ex-Leos, like, kind of joining the group? or? Um, <laughs> oh, geez, you had oh, to go I, there. I mean, no, I'm kidding, but anyway. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, it was just a question. I didn't realize it was going to get that kind of... I'm just going to... Uh, it's a can of worms. Yeah. No, okay. I'll just... I've, yeah. Just will drop that topic. Yep, that sounds thing. good. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, going back to, you know, you said you've rode in December, January before. I, I mean, I've seen the Ural bikes with the two-wheel drive. I mean, anybody have those, and how do they handle no. them? No, no, none of us have those. <laughs> most of us ride Harleys. I mean, yeah, there's, that, there's a few that don't. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't really matter Harley name or <laughs> yeah. any of that. Just the two wheels. I mean, actually, as our chapter, you know, unless someone came in with a, you know, some disability of some kind, we ain't letting those big, I don't know what the hell you call them anyway, but... Slingshot? Slingshot. We're kind of keeping them clear of the group. It's not... I mean, if someone came in... We have case by case, but it's... Yeah. So the rule is it doesn't matter how cold it is, but if there's no ice and no snow on the roads, we ride. Yep. That makes sense. That's the rule. Yeah, as long as everyone's safe. Yep. Yep. They can freeze their nuts off, but they can still ride. (laughs) Right. Wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Won't be the last. (laughs) Went went from our house to Green Bay and back that day. It was 20 20 degrees when we left. boring drive. Yep. I, mean, I, mean, I, uh, I live over by Mall of America, and that's where I started off from. So that's a longer drive, longer, more boring drive. <laughs> but when this when this guy asked me to ride with him, and it's twenty degrees, you're there. I'm on it. I will, any day of the week, all all day long. 
You ever had that moment where you look at the text message on your phone going, like, God, oh, fuck, he does that, <laughs> he does that every single time. All How much do I love do. this person? <laughs> I don't think <sighs> any of us are going to admit to that. Yeah, <laughs> I already know the answer. So I'll admit it. Admit I've looked at it and said, oh, God, are you kidding me? All right, fine, I'm in. <laughs> uh, backtrack a little bit to that recruitment. I mean, you talk about, you know, it helps to have experience if you're looking to become a trainer and such. I mean, yeah. do you require any background experience to join? No, not as far as like in child or none of that. No, no, just a desire to help children. You know, yeah. like I said, I want to hear when I sit down as a board member and I hope it keeps going after I'm not a board member, but I need to hear that word child or some kind of talk about children in, in your interview. Otherwise, it's kind of move on. Yep. You know, I've heard, just be honest, it, yeah, I've heard, oh, I can't wait, you know, to ride with a group and I'm just, you know, I really like to ride and I want to go ride and you guys ride and this and that and you'll go for an hour and try to pry, you know, not really even pry, but you don't hear it. Yep. You know, that's not what we're about. We just are a motorcycle organization, but we want to help the kids. Helping kids and then yep. the, you know, the motorcycle side is kind of the that's benefit. just the added bonus. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the kids, hundred percent. For if there's anybody listening out there that wants to get a hold, what's that phone number again that they can call into? Um, so if they're gonna do, uh, like you said, if they're not in this area, they can go to bacoworld.org, or otherwise you can call one eight 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 zero six kids, and that's extension seven for the Great Rivers chapter. Or there's. There's, you can get on there and it's we're number seven, but there's seven chapters in the state. So, oh, and then the the international basically our hotline numbers or helpline number is eight six eight six six seven one abuse, and that'll go nationwide, which will get back to us too. There's many ways to get a hold of it. Just random, like you guys drive or ride in all kinds of weather, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for listeners who maybe like won't necessarily be Baca members, but are just riders, do you have any advice for like cold weather, or wet weather driving? Or <laughs> be riding? careful. Heated gear and rain. Gear. Yeah, heated gear. <laughs> heated I'll tell gear you one thing: gear. I've had a lot of tough ass bikers and won't do heated gear. I bought heated gear and. Now pretty much the whole group has heated gear. So it's, it's heated gear like it just has like electrical. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. yeah I, I finally bought heated gear last year. Yeah, I'm glad I finally bought it. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, riding from my house to Green Bay, Wisconsin and back in 20 degrees, it's kind of chilly without it. But when I, you've got it, piece of cake. I, I kind of want to go and... Gordon, stop me if I if I'm completely out of line here. You guys do too. What's the worst ride you've ever taken? Like just just like oh. personally, like I just kind of want to go around the circle and hear your horror story, with like, or without you know being. Yeah, no, no just just yeah. a fucking like ride where you're like this is miserable and I'm upset. Hundred yeah, mile ride two years ride ago. Two years ago. It yep, was that was miserable. Monsoon. Oh. It monsoon the whole <laughs> oh, time. It was, just, it was. It rained like twenty degrees ride. outside, it and it was cold. It rained. My daughter actually rode along because it was open for people to ride, and she actually made it through the whole entire ride. She like, was like, Mom, us. this is the worst. I could be home what, playing Fortnite. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, but that I don't even think that's one of the worst ones for me. I no, mean, green ain't nothing. No. no. I know what Jem's spell is, but yeah. mine, mine was... Uh, Kansas. No. Mine, mine is probably uh, riding from Colorado back to here with average temperature about 20, 20. Oh, degrees. Jesus. And then we hit snow, actually, 
real just as way up and hitting a bunch of snow sleet coming out of the mountains side of the pass into denver so what's worse to ride on with snow or gravel oh gravel, oh, gravel. no i snow is snow. worse. Yeah, i just remember I, I was going down county road f when it was all under construction is this gravel and it was raining and my truck hydroplaned on gravel and i thought oh this is great and there's a group of bikers in front of me and it's like i'm gonna hang back about 150 <laughs> feet <laughs> thank you because thank you. i got thank a you. six ton truck it's not gonna stop anytime soon so yeah. gravel's not that bad snow is worse for sure yeah I'd like gravel under me if there's snow. I'll go yeah, that route. absolutely. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, a good traction there. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the hardest one for me is hot heat. We went through Nashville, no. and that we had a bag of ice sitting between my husband and I on the motorcycle, and I was feeding him ice chips. It it was brutal. That that was hot. Yeah. Mine was. Mine was the pinwheel ride when we got dumped on and we were stopping county to county putting pinwheels in for child abuse awareness. And um, it was about 40 degrees and raining and my windshield wasn't properly placed <laughs> because I was such a new rider. So the windshield aimed directly in my face. <laughs> and I bug, couldn't bug, figure bug. out why I couldn't keep my glasses on. And on top of that, we got sprayed by a semi passing, so I had water inside my glasses, and I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> and then we showed up to the courthouse, and the news people were there, there. so that was even worse because we were all drowned. Drowned rats. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess mine would be we had court in Eau Claire, and we always have a meetup spot in Baca, and everybody meets at one spot, and then we do our business and. That's a good one. And the only two bikes showed up were me and Lionheart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everybody's looking at us like we're the dumbest fuckers in the world. <laughs> and by the time court was done, it was like thaw freeze time, like 30, 32. And we made it home, but it was sketchy. You, sketchy. Your asshole puckered to the sea. Um, my first ride out to Merrill, Wisconsin. They forced me to go. <laughs> it was no, nobody forced you to do degrees. anything. <laughs> um, and I was on a Yamaha 650, so imagine trying to keep up with them. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. But I think someone gave her a little thing to hang off her bike, and it was a little pair of balls. Yeah. Big balls. Big balls. And they said, Jem, you got balls of steel. You've earned these, yeah. honey. And, yeah, she's a trooper. So I, I've had so many, I can't even pick one out of it. I could just say that I have a seat sponsor, which is Lionheart, and I just sit behind him. Just ducking down. Ducking down and hide behind him like that, so that's good. And... So I can't even pick one. I like the I way just, you ride. That would be my one. Oh, yeah. Like. Duck and die, And then nothing's getting through that, you know? Yep. It works pretty good. And um, I usually don't have the heated gear too, here either, either, but he gave he gave me a coat recently, so I'm like, oh, that'd be cool. But he blocks most of it. So, But what I do want to say, though, is it's the coolest thing when there's a, the whole chapter, which, you know, could be 20, 25 bikes, and we're going through town, or, you know, it's a legacy ride or 100 mile ride which is an awareness ride and we'll be going down say main street of river falls or whatever and you'll drive by cars and the adults look over and they're like holy shit and they're rolling up the window and don't make eye contact don't make eye yeah. contact you know the parents in the front seat are like this and the 
kids but the going, little kids are in the back window and their faces are glued. <laughs> their little faces are just glued to the back window and they're and we're throwing them tattoos and, and mom and dad are in the front like don't I told you not to make eye contact. And so you can just see how they're so enthralled and so You're supposed to be good Lutheran children sitting yeah. back there. And so the stigma might be there for the parents, but the the kids, kids. are just totally Enamored by, it. enamored by us. So kids dig us. That's how it works. You know, they just think that we are the coolest thing, and that's how it works. I mean, it's simple, but it works. We're not role models. Yeah, we are not role models <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> I mean, you talked. You know, you went. You and Bull were in middle of nowhere, Wisconsin, and somebody like recognized you and saw you and was happy you're there. I mean, do you ever come across where there's a pushback or negative response to being around? Uh, I would I wouldn't say negative, but just trying to break that, you know, break the ice basically. Um, some of the counties, it's taken years and years, you know. But just, and that's I, I I believe that just comes with time, you know. If you keep knocking the door down and just showing that you're committed, and the same people are just keeping showing up and showing up, it's just like anything, like a job. As long as you show up every day, you'll probably have one, you know. And they, I know there's a lot of organizations that come and go. So you know we're not we're not going anywhere, um, as you can see. As being a you know a worldwide organization, if this chapter leaves, there's someone that's going to be here to take it over. So it's I mean you know moves on or whatever happens, it's there's people here to help them. So is it the biker stigma that you guys run into mostly? That's like like people hear bike organization and they think uh, you know they're thinking like 1960s like hell is hell's angels yeah. and shit like that like. Is yeah. that kind of what you run into on the local level? Uh, sometimes. With okay. the not public. With the public. With the public. Okay. Not it's, with the agencies. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the agencies? No, not All so right. much. Once, well, as long as maybe they read, you know, even the flyer that's two pages and educate themselves, hopefully they don't come you out with that. You think we can yeah, read? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you said, you that family in Texas. Your, your first eye thing and you don't know nothing about us, there's going to be that walk away type thing. Okay. Get out of the way and yeah. But otherwise, once they know and see and they can catch the patches, like I said, around here, they know who we are. They see so. us in the courtroom, and they are thoroughly impressed, yeah. the agencies. And That's awesome. So the, the, the thing is to get in with the public and let them see us, you know, and then we have word of mouth. So we've helped this little chapter in small town Hudson, one chapter in Wisconsin out of seven, have helped over 200 children. Oh, that's amazing. So imagine that, one chapter, 200 children, how many chapters in Wisconsin, over 300 chapters in the United States, count all those children. That's one person in one chapter, we are making a difference. And so one child at a time, we are making a difference in this world. And not just a difference, a measurable difference. A measurable difference in this world. That's thousands of children that won't go on, hopefully, to abuse their own children. And that, to me, just shows that I alone in this world can make a difference. Mm-hmm. If you think, I, who am I, I can't make a difference. Yes, you can, and and we are. And on the Baca World website, there actually is a study that the University of Texas had done in regards to some of the kids that have gone through the system, and it shows how we have made a difference for those children. <laughs> and they do go on and join Baca, and there are videos even on YouTube that um, with these children telling Baca changed my life 
And um, so you're not just creating an organization; you're creating a legacy organization yes, that will yes. continue to go on and help children. And that is our goal, even with the symbolism in our patches, is to break the chains of abuse. And that is our goal with these kids that they don't go on and continue this family legacy of abuse is to break those chains of abuse. If there's anybody out there listening and where they happen to live, there's no Baca chapter. Is there a different channel they can go through to get in contact to start one? Yeah, and they would want to get a hold of the local, the closest chapter that's to their area. If it's you know four hours away, that's too far, of course, for someone to go join that chapter. But if they got a group of guys together, that chapter would probably you know there'd be someone to work with them in order to help them out starting a chapter. What Do you guys a, have a seed process that you guys kind of go through um, where, yeah. so like to train in a yes. new chapter organization? Yeah, like this chapter I started, um, you start from ground zero, do all the training. You know, it takes probably, well, it did at our time, two and a half years to become a patch chapter, known as a, a full chapter. Otherwise, we're forming effort at that time. Um, There's chapter development officers. Yeah. Okay. And yes. each state has a officer's you know put in place in order to help them but the best thing is and you know if you get five ten guys together to start a chapter is you want to bring them to the closest whether it's four hours away at least get over there and see what it's all about you know so so as a chapter do you kind of find people who would be good cdos or yeah okay yeah people that have done it and, you, and then you know, push I them be- out and be like hey you know like <laughs> go help these people like yeah, i believe that there should be people that have started chapters and that's my belief you know and worked or been in the organization a long time you know 10 15 years those guys they know they've seen it they've done it they should know, you know. and usually each state has a chapter development officer yes okay yes. that travels around and helps these kind of people that want to develop a chapter okay and what about other countries like i mean there's a bit of an international Oh, you, you mean the moped riders in? Yeah, we have yeah. A, we have an international <laughs> CDO officer, and he's the one that's flown around and got all the you know New Zealand and he has Germany and yeah he does. <laughs> <laughs> we got to remember though he's still he's a volunteer. He doesn't get paid. Doesn't get yeah, paid. that all depends yeah. if he likes to fly or not. <laughs> Me, I'd rather just keep my feet. In. I mean, if you got that TSA so, pre-check, and no. like it's great. Like. <laughs> Until they put you on a CRJ 900, which is about a half size bigger than a Cessna. Yeah. Gordon, yeah. I'm not a younger. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like this for four and a half hours on the yeah. plane. That's great. Even not being an ogre, they're not fun to sit in. No, no not for that one. <laughs> but yeah, there's one he's done really good work throughout the organization. Everyone has, but in the last 10 years, it's exploded. But even on like no. that on the internet, you say you know contact the closest chapter. Say no. you know you have that chapter in Italy, but someone on the ass end of Norway yep. wants to start. They should get in touch with that. That well, I mean, if it's first. that far, you're you're going to reach through the chains. Probably send a once you're on bacaworld.org, There's an area where you can you know, address CDO, whatever you want. You just send an email. Trust me that you're going to get an email back. Yeah, if if, <laughs> if if that person in the backside of Norway contacts someone. I can't help you, but this person I think can. I mean, they'll yeah. they'll follow. They'll, they'll find you. you the, they'll find you somebody to, to talk yeah. to. It's yeah. not like so, corporate America where you no have no to, no. This is no. this no. is a the real Very deal, serious. man. I, they will oh. find you somebody to talk to. A true grassroots organization. Yeah, there you yeah. Go. yeah. And although we don't get money, we absolutely have our paydays Payday. where we see these kids that when you know i go do the initial intake and this child won't even come out from behind the couch you know six months later 
there walking up to the through the courtroom and up there and saying, this is my family, the Baca people, they're a good family and they're up there testifying against an old, uh, maybe even their own family member and telling their truth and they're confident and they're courageous and they are not afraid and uh, that's our payday. Yeah. Yeah. We got, have we got time for the, the story about the starfish? Absolutely. We absolutely. absolutely do. Yes. yes. I don't you work until 7 a.m. tomorrow. Well, so. no, no. I, I think Ginger Snap, Snap should tell this one because it was it was uh, a, a, a little gal that she was a POC for. And, and I, I really think that she should tell the story because I think it would have the most impact. I agree. Um, Go ahead. Can, yeah. can, you do this? <laughs> can, you, can you do this without crying your eyes out? I can try. Oh, good, good. I, uh, I had this cute little girl who really had a shit life going. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't trying to hit her in the face with that. <laughs> no, I, I had this little girl, and she had this really shit life going, and... Every time I left a visit, I would call Sunshine, and I'm like, God, do I have to leave this child here? You know, and knowing you have to leave a child in a shit situation and seeing her get adopted into a fantastic family and knowing she's going to have a fabulous life and not be abused anymore and she's going to have all the love in the world. Um... It was my best story. It's a good story. You know, it's you tell this. Okay, honey. <laughs> so she would call me as a child liaison and, and as a POC and say, "Okay, how do I deal with this? How do I?" And I would say, "You know, you just the, this is what you got to do. It's it's all going to be okay. You got to leave her there." And it's one of our biggest success stories because even though um, she wasn't a shit situation, she still fit our mission, and we needed to help her. And um, we did, and uh, she found the strength to to do what she had to do and get out of that situation, and she was going into foster care, and I said, you know, this could be good or bad, but let's just pray that it's good. And it was good. She got into a wonderful foster care situation, and they ended up adopting her. And just a couple of us, four of us here, went to her adoption party. And um, I, as a child liaison, I know the abuse that happened I know what happened I know who committed the crime I know all the details but I don't share it with anyone else in the chapter that's my job so many times I'll tell the kids especially if it's a teenager which this wasn't but don't don't be embarrassed about what happened to you don't all these grown-ass men are not gonna know only I know and I don't tell them they don't know they don't care I just say this kid needs our help and they show up and that makes them feel more comfortable and unless or until they go to court and they sit there and go Oh my God, Sunshine, how do you do this? And I say, therapy, it's therapy. But anyway, Little Doll is her biker name. The kids get to pick their own biker names. Got adopted and it turned out to be a wonderful situation and we went to the adoption party and they had <coughs> balloons and t-shirts and all, all this wonderful things and they're like, oh, and, and, the, and the adopted mom was, oh my God, we got our real name on that. And I said, it's quite all right, you know. By this time they know her real name, it's plastered all over, but the adopted mom said um, they used her real name, but I'll say, Doll, do you want to tell the family now how how Baca came into your life? Or is it okay if I tell, the mom said. And, and the little girl said, no, I want to tell. And so she got up there and told the family about how Baca came into her life, and she said, um, I want to tell a, a story that I learned in church. And she said, uh, there's a 
little girl who's walking down the beach and she was picking up all the starfish and throwing them back in the ocean. Pick them up, throw them in the ocean, picking them up, throwing them in the ocean. And she got halfway down the beach and an old man came up and said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm throwing the starfish back in the ocean. And the old man said, why? And she said, because when they come up under the beach, then they dry up and die. And he said, well, that's just stupid. You're just wasting your time. You can't save them all. And she picked up one last starfish and she threw it in the ocean and said, or he said, it just doesn't matter. And she picked up one last starfish and threw it in the ocean and said, it matters to this one. And so we, Ginger Snap cried, of course, and she, because she said, that's what Baca did for me. I'm their starfish and they saved my life. Ginger Snap cried. I'm, it's all good. It's all good. So we left and then we got in the mail, or I got in the mail, a package of silver starfish to go on chains for Ginger Snap and myself and Lionheart and Tumbleweed. And it said on one side, Doll, which was her biker name, and the other side said, it mattered to me so that we saved her. So it was very touching. Very. Quit cutting fucking so, onions, Casey. In other words, so, you we know, can't help well, all I'm the gonna children. Well, I'm going to keep asking follow-up questions. We like, can't you're help, crying you in, know, the yeah. <laughs> in the corner. Yeah. In the corner. I'm a help. cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. We can't help all the kids, but we helped her, and it mattered to her. And um, it was just very sweet, very touching, very... Very and Jenner Snap was her POC, so it was very important to her because it was and a she long, be my favorite. I'm sorry. long drawn out battle. We can't say out. I know, I know. <laughs> and one thing I've I, got lots of just favorites. to go back on that was there, it showed the empowerment right there. So when she said her mom asked if she could tell the family why we're involved, so she invited us to this this new family. She didn't know this new family not at not all, very well. like very well. This uh-uh. is an adoptive family, so they invited all their family, meaning you know that they don't. She, she didn't know hardly them. know these yeah. people, and she was strong enough to get up and tell these people what actually happened to her and what so, why we're involved. And she I, gave details. So, yeah, I, I like I, I kind of have a question about um, uh, just kind of from a psychological standpoint, uh, the child choosing their biker name is that a completely empowerment thing or yes. is that okay? Yes. Yep. Right. So everything we do, we've brought you this because this makes you one of our family. Would you like to put it on or no? Your choice. We, we have all these motorcycles would take you for a ride. Would you like to go for a ride or no? That's the first step in giving them their power back. It's all their choice. Mm-hmm. Never will we say, put it on or get right. on a bike or everything is, they're the boss. And when then they get to, to choose their name yeah. and that Absolutely. puts them 100% in, in the charge, control. Yep. Taking their power back. Yep. And that's, that's one of the things that we do is giving them their power back. Also is we use our integrity. If we say we're going to be there two weeks from Sunday at two o'clock, you're there. Oh, two we're weeks fucking from there. Two weeks, whether it's a blizzard, a hurricane, we're there. Yeah. You and might have to drag the bikes on a trailer, absolutely. but you're fucking there. No, if, if yeah. your bike if your bike breaks down, you get a hold of one of your brothers and sisters, and they go for They you. will get you a bike, and you'll be and there. they will stay with yours. Yes, yes. That's how much and we fucking mean it. If Ginger Step has a horrific. Death in the family. I'll be there in her place, but we are there. And sometimes these kids have never had that consistent integrity ever in their whole life. And sometimes all you got to do to be a hero is show up. 
and it is a world of difference to these kids, and it works. Why aren't you crying right now, Gordon? Jesus Christ. I'm not. It's, it's <laughs> hot down here. My eyes are sweating. Right? <laughs> you should be crying. Like, just bawling like a baby. Oh, whatever. These people are fucking amazing. All we're doing is recording podcasts down here. Like... <laughs> I'm enabling. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, you know. So we we tell we we tell stories that have actually happened, and and sometimes people get emotional, and so we have our public relations guy, our president. Um, he's the best at it. He really is. Um, our child liaison. She's absolutely the best at what she does, and she's not lying when she tells you we don't usually have any clue what's going on with any of these kids because we don't. And, and it's about it's about protecting that child, you know. And and she's up right up front about it, you know. And so that all being said, when when Lionheart does a presentation, most of the time there might be one pair of eyes that is listening to his presentation that are dry. Yeah, the rest are. We don't bring Kleenex for a reason. <laughs> but everything that this man speaks is true, and it's from his heart every single time. And he tells people right up front, you know what? If I let an Effenheimer slide, my apologies. <laughs> it's just the way I am, and I'm passionate about what I do. Every single person that is in involved with Baca is very passionate about what we do. And sometimes we get emotional but never in front of kids. <laughs> well, so, and I, that honestly brings me to my next question is, you guys are dealing with serious shit on a pretty regular basis. How do you keep that, uh, how, how do you compartmentalize that or deal with that, like, in your day-to-day -day life? Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have training, and okay. we, have e we have each other. Okay. Yeah, um, we each other. You know, pure counseling. Yeah, a lot of it. And we have um, debriefing, and you know we can reach out to each other, de-stressing, and I can webinars. reach out to other child liaisons, and and I go to therapy. I ain't gonna lie. Well, it sounds like you get the brunt of it. That's I call I sunshine. I, I always sunshine. Con call sunshine. Always. Like Jesus Christ, I don't know how you deal with any of this shit. Like <laughs> I would be horrific. a mess. I would be it's a puddle horrific. in the corner. It like, is, but it's some of it's bad. It's unbelievable, She's really. Awesome, but, awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome at what she does. But I just say, you know, me hearing it is nothing compared to what these Living kids it. have been through. Yeah. And so if we can help them, that's okay. That that'll be, that'll be, you know, that'll get me through it. To just see the, the. Uh, like when we have to ride in rain and it's like, oh, it's raining, it's hot. But to go it's and nothing. see that little child smile when, you know, 15, 25 bikes show up and they're like, oh my God, they rode in the rain? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, and it's like they're here and we're drowned rats in leather and we smell. But we're here and, you know, just to see their smile on their face and to get our high fives, that's, that's all we need. Payday. Mm -hmm. Yep. You mentioned everybody has a job in the chapter. I mm -hmm. mean, is there something that's kind of the designated... Uh, for lack of a better word, therapist. You know, the one person that anyone can go to and talk the to. The chapter mom. Sunshine. Mom. <laughs> <laughs> we call Lionheart the founding father, and so therefore she oh, is yeah. the founding mother, and she does get Mother's Day cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> honest, honest, honest to goodness. Honest to goodness. Uh, I, I, and I do. I, hey, mom. Hey, mom. Yeah. And also, there is a, a position that's actually called a, a 
clinical therapist. Clinical therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have one, but if there is someone that is an actual licensed therapist and they have um, um, experience and um, the schooling as a therapist, they can join a BACA chapter and be a clinical therapist. And actually, if we had one even in the whole state, could could help the whole state. And um, we've actually had a, um, a gal in, in northern um, Wisconsin that was just someone that referred kids to us that had offered free counseling. So we, we, um, we do the best we can to, and, you know, I said, this is so-and-so and she's offered free counseling. If you need a session, then she can refer someone in the area. And so we um, network and we work around that, but we're always welcoming people like that that want to join BACA and be our clinical therapist, always. Yeah, clinical advisor, not therapist, yeah, my bad clinical, clinical advisor, we call them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so the, the psychological aspect seems like it would be the hardest part of the entire thing. Like, yes, yes, it is. But we have training for that as well, like how we act in a courtroom, um, you know, and there's several elements to that. We, If you're so upset you're going to lose it, you walk out of the courtroom. You know, we don't stare. Don't, we're not there to intimidate. We're not there. We're only there to support that child. And so um, we don't lose any kind of control. We don't, you know, we're, we're well educated on how to do that stuff. And um, if you're too emotional and you can't handle that, you, you walk. Oh, you get you get out. Mm-hmm. And you, so you have an event coming up March second. Yes, yes. You want to read the flyer off so I don't screw it up. Yeah. So we have our <laughs> inaugural soup cook-off and silent auction Saturday March second from noon to four at Uncle Mike's Emporium in Hudson. Um, you can Google the address or seven thirty six Rodeo Drive. California, me sorry. That was rodeo. 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 <laughs> <laughs> this is the fucking Midwest. Oh, We're not on Rodeo Drive. Oh. <laughs> um, it I is- saw Muddy Ducks too. I know what's going on. See, exactly. <laughs> right? Well, look at her. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's smurfy. <laughs> I thought it was a snork. A snork. It is a snork. She's a smurfy snork. <laughs> um, it is open to the public. We are letting people bring in soups. It is free to register. So if you want to contact our event coordinator, um, we can get the link to you guys for that as well. But it's otherwise, it's event coordinator at gr-wi.bacaworld.org. You can send over your registration for that. Bring a soup. Um, but not a gazpacho. Oh, yeah. sure, yeah. <laughs> Actually, Soup, chili, gazpacho whatever. in March? Gazpacho, yeah, right. Right? You see, we talked about this making up words on air, damn it. Gazpacho's not a made-up yeah, word. Sure. It's a cold soup. Yeah. So, and just the last thing on that, everything that we earn, every dime that we earn, we don't see. That goes to the kids. We use that for counseling for the kids if they need it. We use it to purchase their cuts, their bears, their blankets. Tattoos. So, what's that? Tattoos. Tattoos, yeah, we... Tattoos are a huge hit for the kids. Um, but everything that we do, everything that we earn, we don't see it. It's strictly for the need of the children. So that's why this is huge. Um, yeah, and it actually says all proceeds go to our mission. Proceeds? Proceeds? Process that? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, Diet Coke is catching you, up you to you. You gave her one sip and look what happened. Yeah, man. You guys got to keep that beer away from her, boy. Whoa. All the proceeds go to the mission of empowering abused children. So, 
Or just come, I say, I say show up at the door with the crock pot of soup, but I'm kind of a rule breaker. Right? Or, you know what? Just show come up. Just come and um, show up and have taste fun. the soup and check out the silent auction and have fun with us yeah. and yeah. the 50 50 raffles and um, support the mission. Mm-hmm. Meet some good people. Yeah. Where? At yeah. Uncle Mike's Emporium on March 2nd. Who? Asshole. <laughs> Off of Rodeo Drive, y'all. Rodeo, Rodeo Drive, yeah. You can't say Rodeo then y'all in the same <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I I'm sorry. We spent too much time in Oklahoma. For anyone that's local, Western Wisconsin, Twin Cities area, uh, Mike's Emporium is right off exit four in Hudson, right? So if you're headed from the Twin Cities, 94 East exit yes. four. Thank you. Hang a left and it's not, you know, what, maybe a quarter Five mile, quarter if mile. that, right off that exit ramp. Yeah. Yeah. Big white building on the left. You can't miss it. And oh, our trailer, trailer is right here. Our trailer. Our yeah. And if trailer. you do miss it, just keep driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be there because it's really easy to see. Yeah. <laughs> also, maybe stop driving. Yeah. <laughs> and again, where can, if anybody wants to get in reach uh, with your chapter or with the organization, what's the best way to do that? Best way to do it, I do 1 806 Kids, option 7. And thank you all for listening this week. Make sure to stay up to date on coming episodes and guests by following the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter now at Built in the Arena. You can also watch previous live recordings on YouTube by searching Rules of the Arena. Make sure to subscribe and get early access to new episodes. Anyone listening on iTunes, please make sure to go and give me a five-star rating, whether you like it or not. It really helps me out. And if you don't like it, you can tell me why at info at gmail.com thanks again to our sponsors Blind Ninja Studios and Duck Hill Workshop make sure to check out their work as well on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and thanks again for all of you coming down to the studio today I really appreciate it I mean without you here the show wouldn't be possible thanks and for having us thank, thank you. you thanks everyone for listening we'll see you next week Bye.